Spurs and Culture Podcast. I'm Rosa and for part one I've got Lauren with me. Part two of this podcast hopefully Lauren and I will be joined by Billy. We will wait and see. Um, Tonight (laughs) we're going to be discussing another loss to Manchester City but this time we did it without conceding a single goal to Bunny Shaw. So we move incrementally but we move. (laughs) We'll have a quick look back at the weekend's last-minute draws with both Merseyside teams, one for the men and one for the women, before looking ahead to the women's FA Cup game against Charlton and the men's league game against Brighton. All that and our lovely culture picks too. So let's begin. Yeah, we lost. But we're getting so close to not losing. Am I right, Lauren? Yeah, I actually think it's probably one of our best defensive performances of the season. Um, I think the back four deserve a huge amount of credit and I'll put Amy the back James four. Turner. Yeah, a little programming yeah, note. I, Amy Turner is now Amy James Turner, which is really cute seeing that before the game. I was like, Carl, has James gone but not forgotten? Yeah, she was there actually. I was like, just like sat there oh, in, yeah. the, um, in the Legends Bar, like just, um, I was watching the AFCON game and I looked and I thought, that house and then she kind of like popped outside so she hasn't flown to the US yet oh my god so just quick preamble (laughs) like so much drama going on last night like I managed to see that like mental um Nigeria South Africa game with but I think I saw like the only like the critical moment of it where Nigeria went 2-0 up and then they got their gold chalked off because they conceded a penalty (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love it the drama amazing so good amazing entertainment (laughs) yeah so yeah, um, one nil. Yeah, serious defensive nous for once. Yeah, I actually think I think to go up against a front four of it, there's Bunny Shaw in it, Lauren Hem, Chloe Kelly, and Jess Park is a really really difficult thing to do. And I think our defenders defended their box superbly. I actually don't think um, Barbara had that many saves to make really. So I actually think. We did really, really well to keep Bunny Shaw quiet. Not many teams do. We, more than anyone, um, has suffered. It's uh, true, Matt. But it's like we finally got to put that to use. Like, we've learnt now. Yeah, no, and I think I think we, we, we probably don't speak about Molly enough because every single game she's fantastic. But again, mm. another fantastic game. I think Amanda Nilden, I keep forgetting that she's only on loan. I think we've seen enough to make that permanent. Agreed, um, 100%. Yeah, I think the way she just gets up and down, she's solid on the ball, she's intelligent, reads the game well. Um, and Charlie, I thought she grew into the game. She, she battled hard. Um, so I just think um, the back four, they just had a really, really good game. So I felt a bit sorry for them because the goal that we did concede um, from a set piece wasn't necessarily... I think we just dropped the ball in terms of having... There was no one there, there on to close down on the edge of the box. So I don't think it was a defensive, as a unit, it wasn't what they were doing in open play, but um, is what to Yeah, so it's pretty well, much so. a wonder strike from Hazagawa, really. I almost yeah. feel like it came at... So our back four was, Amanda Nils in left back, um, Molly marshalling the entire defence superbly, as she always does, with Amy James Turner next to her, and then Charlie Grant at right back, which is actually not her natural position, right? So that's the other thing. She's one of the youngest players, isn't she? And she's playing on a different side. To her yeah. Natural... So I think, I think to be fair, I think because she's right-footed, she can do that role. But I think probably... But she is by trade her... a left-back, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. I think, yeah, no. And I think probably she thought she was going to play left-back when she came, but obviously Ash, Ash is injured. So, I, yeah, I think she's kind of holding her own and and I actually think as a unit like they defended really well but actually we were a lot more calm and composed playing out from the back as well and I was heavily critical of Amy the last time we uh, were on here discussing that game um, and I think she she did she performed a lot better 
uh, in possession. She did. So yeah, even gonna, I gonna yeah. give Amy praise. Like she actually she had a very yes. very good day. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay. I mean, you're literally only going to have to do it for like another four months, right? Because realistically, she's probably off in the summer because I don't imagine she's going to want to spend like another season apart from her wife. You'd imagine, yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. As we said, they seem more chill about their long distance relationship than we so are then, for them. Yeah, we, we were we were like in the group chat. We were like, oh, my God, like what's going on? Like, um, they're like, oh, we've but, done this before. Um, it's fine. Yeah. But I but yeah, feel like the goal came from us actually almost from the back four being so disciplined and being so focused on keeping that forward line quiet that there was no one picking up Hazagawa. Yeah, I, I I agree. But then I think actually then the back four were focused on marking the players in the box. Yeah. It should actually be either a midfielders or yes. a Celine or whoever it was that had dropped back to close that ball down and make sure... I mean, she, she literally had enough time to, to, to receive the ball, uh, control it and take a shot. Yeah. Um, and, and there was we nothing. Was, uh, there. About it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on the side of the bar. Uh, at first, I thought, "Oh, could she have done better?" But seeing the replay, it was literally on the side of the bar. Kids. Um, yeah, I, I think, think it's just one of those awful strike. shots. Yeah, it kind of left it because it just sort of left her like a flat on her face, which is always really horrible to see, isn't it? And you're like, <laughs> "Oh, could you have done better?" That looks really embarrassing. But actually, it was a really good yeah. One. It was just the technique, the pace on the ball. Mm. Um, yeah, but and to be fair, I think. Um, Hasekawa has been running rings around us how many yeah. times this season so um, yeah I think she had a, a, a really another fantastic game and yeah I think it's tough in, in games like this because they've got players like that that can just show their quality like in just in moments and I think if you switch off just... for a second they will take advantage yeah. that's the reality isn't it yeah and it's yeah it's a shame I think because we were really really resolute but yeah, one moment of quality and we lose the game. So yeah. Well, because that's the thing, isn't it? We defended so well, but we couldn't we couldn't make anything out of our attacks. And partly that is they also have an excellent defense. Like the reality is, yeah. Man City they have absolute quality all over the pitch, and it shows. And we couldn't at all. We tried that. I think we had a few nice moves at times playing out from the back. Um, and you thought things were going to happen, but then our final pass just went into nowhere to no one, yeah. I, and I think that's why, like, I, I don't I don't feel angry about losing to a side as good as this, but I feel disappointed because I just think we were really toothless up top, we really didn't offer anything really like of of note like going forward so it just yeah it felt like the final ball wasn't there and I think at times if you if you want to hurt this if you side you you're going to have to do it in transition you you have yep. to win the ball and you have to move it quickly really um, quick we were just yeah. not quick enough right? yeah no yeah we weren't and I just think because of how good they are defensively as well if you allow them to get set you're not going to play through them and yeah. I think it, it felt like we were really trying really, really hard to play through them all of the time. And we just, at times when I think we needed to shift the ball quicker and be a bit more direct, we weren't. But then maybe it was just because of the personnel that we had on the pitch to start with. I think we, it was the first time I was looking at our team and thinking with this starting 11, we just lack pace. Actually, mm-hmm. that's probably one thing that we we lose um, yeah, we just didn't really have that kind of threat in behind. I think Celine was making the runs, but then when she was making the runs, nobody was passing the ball to her. So I think we were really poor going forward. Like Kiara Keating, I don't even think she made a single save. Like I don't was, think she like, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I can't recall that like, child. We could have, we could have done anything. <laughs> yeah, she's literally like, she's like nine. Like, yeah, on her way home. Yeah, doing TikTok videos, whatever she does, like in her. In her youthful free time um so yeah and I think that's why I felt disappointed leaving yesterday because it was kind of like this is a knockout tie um yes okay you you don't want to lose the game in the first 20 minutes but equally I just felt like there was no sense of urgency until like the 85th minute when we were like oh god we might go out here and it was just far too late and I'm a firm believer in a cup tie I would rather lose 2-0 
knowing that we were trying to get that equaliser. And I just don't think we never looked like we were going to score. Um, but we never kind of, I think Robert's changes were very like for like. It was a winger going off, a winger coming on. We weren't overloading in terms of the players that we had on the pitch. It was, it was just kind of very safe. We didn't um, ever really give them anything new to think about. No. So, okay. So maybe we can sort of dig into it a little bit because so our midfield pair was Evelina and Kit and that was a bit of a surprise and Olga didn't come on at all. So maybe she has a bit of a knock because obviously we have Charlton at the weekend and no disrespect to Charlton, but obviously City is a much tougher game. And you would have. And I thought when he took her off, against Liverpool at the weekend that he was saving her for this yeah, game. So, mm. so that surprised me. And then we had um, Grace and Celine and Shuang Wang was making her first. Was that her first or second start of the season? I think first. Yeah. And then yeah, Martha up top. Yeah, the bench a couple of times, yeah. So you could argue maybe that that was uh, – it wasn't the most sort of dynamic forward line, but maybe it was one that was about trying to – control it was about being sort of technically like technically in control rather than being extremely sort of dynamic yeah I think to be fair I actually think uh I think she actually had a decent enough half um Mm. I think when we were trying to get up the pitch a lot of it was coming through her kind of tenacity and and kind of set like uh and kind of directness and her strength and just trying to 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 push through City. So I actually think... Um, yeah, she was trying to make things happen. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, think, she, I think was, Grace yeah. was as well, actually. I think Grace was having one of her games where she was really trying to sort of push through. But again, that slight sort of quality of of just holding on to the ball like a fraction too long and letting City yeah. get back and get organised again. Yeah. And, and Yeah, and I think with, with Grace, I think actually watching her, I think she was trying and actually doing all the things that she usually does but she came up against better defenders mm. and if and she wants to take her game to the top top level that's where she's got to learn how to keep hold of the ball against that quality of defenders because she she was holding either holding on for the ball too long or getting tackled um or actually physically she wasn't dominating her defender because you know it was man city that she was playing against so um, I think there's room that there's you know she's her potential is so high and I think there's room for her to grow um, and yeah I think I'm just going to assume that Olga must have a knock or something because I I don't for me she's our best midfielder so I, I don't know why you wouldn't play her against yeah. City, especially if you only did half a game at the weekend much um, as I thought Kit did pretty well and was, I thought yeah, when Kit, Kit came superb. on at the weekend against Liverpool I was really really impressed I yeah. think she's really flourishing in that deeper role. Yeah, think- absolutely. She's adapting re- really well. I think because technically, I mean, to be fair, before her ACL, technically she was probably our best player. Um, mm. So I think she's showing her technical ability and actually she's she's strong. She's got the physicality, I think, yeah. to, to, to play in midfield. But I think what we missed in terms of not having Olga on the pitch was the decision-making and actually when to speed up the game, when to slow it down. And I think that's something that Olga possesses, I think just more so than any of our other uh, midfielders. But like, it wasn't as it, uh, you know, Kit, Kit had a great game. But Olga's just got vision, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference, exactly. isn't it? And I think you that think... ability to play the ball over the top as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think any of this is to do, like, obviously some of this is just going to, you know, it is going to take time and, that is something I think we've seen over the season that we don't move the ball quickly enough. And, but I think that has improved. Do you think some of that is literally just kind of fitness training? Um, I think so. Cause we, by the end, I think we, we looked tired. I think you could see that there was a physical difference between us and, and the city. So I think the overall like foundational fitness levels of our squad uh, does need to improve. I, I also think, to be fair, we've we've brought in yet more new signings. So the turnover in the squad, actually, in terms of even if you look at the starting eleven, you know these are players. A lot of them have only just arrived, or they've been here two or three months. So I think relationship building is something that will just have to come over time. Whereas you look at City, they only signed Jill Rod in the summer, um, 
and she's injured. So that's pretty much like their team is pretty. They played together for more than a season. Um, and they struggled so you, last season, to be honest, when they did have like when things were shaken up. Yeah, so I think you know, I, I, we're just earlier. I think. Yeah, I think we're early in our process, but I think you always have that feeling of what could have been because I think we could have been a bit more brave uh, on the ball. But the one good thing, actually, I thought from our starting eleven, even though I was surprised in the way round that we did it, is that we did move away from the Beth England and Martha Thomas both being on the pitch at the same time because I think it hadn't been working in the last um, few games. Um, I was really surprised though to, to think that. That, that Beth started on the bench because I just think it's mm. a really important game player captain is my is my it was opinion. yeah I guess he wanted to give them both a half and it was just sort of which half he felt they were going to make the most difference in do you feel like that partnership is like is not something do you think it could work in the future and it's just not working now or is it something you're like actually I just don't think this is going to be a thing they're too similar it doesn't it's yeah. not going to happen I I, I... I think both of them are better playing in the nine. And mm. I don't think Martha or Beth necessarily have the, the out and out creative attributes that you need of somebody that's playing as a number 10. Like when we think of a number 10, like on the men's side, we think James Madison. They're not yeah. like, yeah, like when all you on on in the women's team, Grace Clinton could play as a 10. You think of those type of players. And I just don't think Beth or, or, or Martha are, um, those type of players I think they have been hindering each other by both being in the area of the pitch at the same time which which um, they love but equally I think they are getting back up to full fitness and I don't think it's a yeah. full question mark but if we're going to finish the season strongly we're going to need either one of them or both of them to find their form again because it's really difficult I think in a cup tie or whatever it is to win your games if both of your number nine's goals have dried up. Um, so I would like to see us continue to play somebody else in the 10 and just one of them. Um, yeah. That's the thing. They're both, neither fit. of them are yeah. fully fit. And so it, yeah. it's, it's a bit of a waste of a sort of position, really, isn't it? Because I think you don't want both of them out there struggling. And you really know, like, you know, listen, I love Beth and I would probably die for her, let's be real. But she looks tired out there still I think mm. like she's really killing herself um but she's just she's just not there yet and she obviously yeah. will get there but yeah she's trying to she didn't have it was a, a big injury she was out yeah. for a long time man when you think yeah. about them absolutely I mean she literally went from like coming off the bench at the world cup to not to not playing again until December it's a a huge injury and because it was her hip it's not like oh you know she just played her shoulder she's still getting her legs going like she mm. it you know it's 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 a tough injury and you're right I think both of them just look they lack sharpness and the type of strikers they are I think they really need to be at peak like at the peak of their fitness I think to, to be their most effective especially um, in so a game yeah, against just, City we, we've we've yeah, got to be able to take the few chances that we get absolutely and your touch has got to be there and I just think there were a couple of times with Martha and it's just like oh god <laughs> in that first half man when I said they were like final passes into nowhere I was like Martha please what, what are you doing it just I was like there's literally no one there there's no one there where's it going yeah yeah ultimately but... it is that sort of horrible thing of having to play City as the men had to without kind of all without all your ammunition it's mm -hmm. crap. Yeah. You, should, I, you shouldn't have to do it with like one hand tied behind, behind your back. You should be able to like go out with your full fit team because that is the only chance you have really. So it's just a bummer. Let's talk about the subs. So we've talked about Beth. Um, Jess also came on and I think she did make a difference. Yeah. And I think the one quality that Jess has is her pace and behind and I think yeah. she's getting better at one timing the run but also making runs that damage the opposition I think before like watching her she you know she would make a run and the defender just steps across but she's actually making defenders think and I think we saw the epitome of that in the North London derby games where even like they, they just absolutely began to panic and I think she just gave us a little bit more going forwards I would like to see 
her get a start because um, I think mm. I think know, she's what earned it she now. Yeah, yeah, what more can she do to to get a start? And I, yeah, I, I look and think she gives us the ability to mix it up in terms of if we are trying to play that, if we are trying to be a bit more direct, we can do with her because of because she's because she's quick, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think her decision making and and her finishing has has gone a lot better. So yeah, I would. I think she. I think she offered a lot coming off the bench. Yeah, I tell you who I did not think really offered anything. I know it was it was a sort of vibes sub, wasn't it? Like, let's you know, Roz loves the cup and maybe she can do something. <laughs> but like all all love to her. <laughs> it it was an atrocious performance. I mean, it was just Ross. <laughs> it's really bad. I, think, I actually think it was worse like, than her it, usual. It, and maybe because of the quality of the opposition. Yeah. I love you, Ross. Don't take any of this personally. But yeah. she, did she, she control a single hard. ball? I don't think she did. No, she 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 didn't. <laughs> it was just kind of, <laughs> I, I think it's 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 that bad that like you, your your expectation with her is issue zero. Mm. So you're just kinda like and when she does do silly stuff, you just kind of be like, Oh, but it's Ross. But that if we act like if we're being for real here in terms of how do we get close to City, how do we get a squad that's at a level or a team where we can actually score against them and cause some damage, you know, being brutally honest, players like Ross have to be moved on. I know. Uh, um, And you know know me, I'm so sentimental. But this is where, like, I remember, like, Ash always says this about the men's team. He's like, are we a serious club or not? And that's the reality, isn't it? Yeah, because I think, you know, you you need a goal. You're in the kind of... Uh, the latter minutes of normal time. I mean, to be fair, I don't know how there was only two minutes uh, out of time at the end. But you, you, literally, you the only think... game the whole season across <laughs> all leagues that only had two minutes. Like, yeah, geez. I mean, we were never going to score, but still, yeah, was a but chance. You, you, yeah, you think you know, as a fan, you're like you're either watching it online and you're sat there thinking, right, we need to make a sub where you, you know you have genuine belief this person can come on and impact the game, and then you see her coming on, you're just kind of like, well. You know, we are where we are. Not, you know, not being disrespectful because she's been there. We're still in yeah. the FA Cup because of her. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I just think City was is is not the opposition uh, for her. That's just a level above where she's at. Yeah. yeah, I almost wonder, and we'll wrap this City section up now, because obviously we were very disappointed because you feel like it's a cup game, you just got to go for it. But I almost feel like. I don't know if Robert saw it that way. I don't know if he almost saw it as a sort of because they like brutalized us in the seven nil, whether this has been about just kind of working them out a bit more and trying to get some pride back. Do you know what I mean? Rather than opening ourselves up to sort of another like crushing defeat, whether this yeah. is sort of just one in a series of like a sort of mini league that we're playing against. Yeah. Them. Yeah. You know yeah. I, mean? I, I, I felt he played, he did play it. And I think his subs were like, we played it like it was a league match. Um, but I think being a Spurs fan, watching us go out of the domestic cups all of the time, it's kind of like, I'd just rather you go for it. And I'm not saying go for it from minute one, because if we had gone all out attack, we would have lost for five, six, seven nil. Yeah. But I think at some point I wanted him to, 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 to rather than just kind of doing those like for like changes, that's that's take off a defensive player and chuck on another attacker make City think and we didn't do that we played it like a league game but then again anyone that looks at the result you know there's no shame in losing one one nil but next I, time I, yeah, we're me, gonna get the next it's time a tro- it's, a, it's a trophy you've got to go for it <laughs> like, I don't care listen we're gonna draw them we'll draw them in the FA Cup and then we'll get our result there we go yeah, why not fingers, fingers crossed um, we don't get them again I mean, it's, it's it's almost certain to happen. Billy, welcome. This is good. This is going to keep us moving. Hello. Yo, yo, guys. Hi. Hello. Good to see you guys. Hiya. Um, we're just going to do a quick look back at the Liverpool game. Um, similar problems, really. We don't really need to kind of get too granular about it. We didn't put away the ch- great chances that we had. And we suffered as a result. So we went one nil up and then we conceded with literally like a 93rd minute equaliser. Pretty grim, but also we're very similar teams in very similar stages of our journey. So 
in context, it's not terrible, just frustrating because we did have a couple of amazing chances to put the game to bed, didn't we? Yeah, I just, I actually <laughs> felt like at the end of the weekend, like, we're just taking the one club mentality a bit too far. I know, um, man. Because it was, it was really similar um, to the Everton game. And I actually think the, the, the Liverpool game was also really similar to the game, um, our home game that we played against them, where I just think we were the, by the end, you could tell that we were the better team. We created the better chances, didn't put them away, um, and then conceded an avoidable goal. But thinking of the positives, you know, the, the Celine stops, Rose again. Here she um, goes. She loves a goal so, against Liverpool. I appreciate yeah, that. She does. And I think, you know, we, we've been talking her up and she's delivering uh, at the she moment. Is, ma'am. So, yeah, I'm happy to see her shine. I just wish her goal was a winner, but it wasn't. Um, but yeah, it's what it is. I know. Well, we uh, we move, we move. Um, okay, let's do a quick look forward to Charlton at the weekend. This is in the FA Cup and we're at home. Now, Charlton are currently top of the Women's Championship, although they're like top four or five seems to be like really changing all the time. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's like three points between like five teams. So I don't know if they will still be there come like a fortnight's time um i don't really know anything else about charlton other than that just where they are in the in the league so which just sort of but given that we struggled to get past sheffield united we cannot be too cocky about this one no i think the one good thing i think um gracie pierce is on loan there so she probably won't be able to play against us oh nice Um, okay even though you know like officially i'm opposed to that rule like it's still quite nice (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah I think I think we've got the the quality I think I think what happened against Sheffield will hopefully mean we start this game stronger Um, and you can't rest on your laurels because I think you know they're the championship clubs the ones at the top they are improving they are developing they are competitive Um, are they all professional now in the championship I don't think so I don't think not all of them are are they no, I don't think they are. I don't know what will happen, obviously, with um, with Nico and what happens mm. to the the league. But um, I think we also have seen, like this summer, some WSL players drop down into that league. So actually, I do think that the quality of those teams is getting better. But I think we should be looking to win. I hope Robert rotates a little bit. I think players like Matilda Vimber could do with a start as well. I, I feel a bit sorry for her because she's kind of coming off like coming off the bench in games where it's really hard to make an impact. Mm. So I hope she's I actually thought she looked, she, she came on, didn't she, last night? And I thought she looked all right, actually. There wasn't, again, there wasn't like a great deal she could do, but she looked sort of mm. busy, didn't she? Like she was trying yeah, things. Yeah, I think, I hope I hope she, she can start, Jess can start. Um, probably going to be one of uh, Martha or Beth um, to kind of share the minutes because there are only two kind of striker options. I'm assuming... Nilden and uh, Charlie Grant will have to start again because there are only two fit fullbacks. Yeah, somehow, Sorry, I refuse. <laughs> yeah, I refuse to acknowledge Ramona Petzelberger, Ellie Brazil, or any other makeshift winger midfielder that we're just going to plop into those positions. I don't believe in that. I want my actual fullbacks. You're um, very much so, you. You like all of your players to play. You're very much like a round peg in a round hole you're, you're like Charlie actually and I do want to ask you about this as a sort of more general question I've been thinking about um before we move on to talking about the men do you think that there is even though I know that's what you personally like do you feel like there is a bit more scope for fluidity in the women's game or um, do you think the way it's moving now it is moving to be more like no these players in these positions and actually that's the way we should be moving I think there is scope for um, fluidity in, in some ways and I think just not Ellie Brazil about are, that fluidity yeah I think there are some players like you know Kit traditionally for example she's been a number 10 yeah but because of her attributes it lends herself well to playing a bit deeper I don't think Ellie Brazil who's a winger who can play as a number nine she was playing through the middle uh, at Brighton before we picked her up is going to be converted into a right back I think you know, if you're playing as a fullback, that kind of sense of danger that you need, I think I don't think you can just magically learn that overnight. Um, so I think there is room for it. Um, like with James, I think yeah, yeah, she she could do it at fullback, but it took her a while to get there. But yeah, I just I don't think you can just 
take any player and convert them to a new position. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather see Ramona playing. She's good on the ball, so I'd rather see her playing further up the pitch as well. Yeah, than playing and she did a brilliant... Player. Listen, she did a fucking amazing job in the North London derby, so... Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, and also, do you know what? I just, I'm very much enjoying our new fullbacks. I think they're doing, like, a, a yeah, really solid job, man. Mm. And I appreciate, like, they both looked quite rugged by the end of last night but in that sort of you know it was pretty heroic I thought so yeah it was a welcome welcome to English football I think pretty much yeah Um, this is is your life now don't leave (laughs) (laughs) all right um oh do you want to give me a prediction for Charlton then uh yeah I'm gonna go three now I think our defensive I don't expect many defensive rotations. So I think we're now, we look solid, we look organised. Um, and yeah, I expect us to get a few goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I think you? I agree. Why not? Yeah, three goals. Let's do it. Um, I'd like to see Jess get on the score sheet again. That'd be fun. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Nice. Maybe and Beth, Beth again. Or, um, or, yeah. Martha, or Martha, both of them. I just think of their confidence. Let's go um, Beth, Jess, going. Martha, all three. Lovely. Yeah. Done. That'll make us happy. All right, we have Billy. Let's move on to talking about the men. Now, the incredibly frustrating draw with Everton that took place on Ollie's birthday. So thank you, Tottenham. You really know how to make a party special. Um, we, don't re- we don't need to get into it. It was several days ago. I just want to ask you both if you've got any sort of lingering thoughts and kind of specifically the chat around the game has been... Are we suddenly really weak at set pieces? Is Vicario weak? Do we need to help him out? What is the prognosis, Billy? Um, I think the second thing that you said is the most important thing. Yeah, we do really need to help him out, man, I think. Um, I don't think it's a goalkeeper's job to defend the box on his own. I think that would be really, really poor um, planning and expectation of defending a set piece. And I think... I hope it's a really quick fix that we just need to put a man in between the man and Vicario. Like, I'm surprised it didn't happen after the Brentford and City game. Um, they were both targeting it. I'm certain that it was going to happen against Brighton. I don't know if Brighton are particularly strong from set pieces. I know they've got Lewis Dunk, who's really tall and good in the air, but I don't know if they Yeah, he's about 10 foot tall. Threat, but... Yeah. <laughs> but is he like, yeah, is he not good? In... Is he tall like... You know how people were like, Peter Crouch should surely be good in the air, but yeah, I don't really, like, see, no I don't really lift, see Brighton so. as like a, a set piece team. I could be completely wrong on that, but that's not the vibe <laughs> I get from them. A bit more, a bit too hipster for, for that, aren't they? Definitely. But um, I think we'll just, I'm sure they would have just worked on it all week this week just because it's becoming a bit of a problem. Um, so I'd be very surprised if we don't see something different this week because it happens once or twice and you can, you can just about get away with it. But if it happens again, then it becomes a major sort of. Um, a major oversight, I think. So I, I do think there'll be a pretty easy fix, and just maybe someone like Richarlison, who's probably our best header of the ball, um, put Richarlison in between the defender and Vicario. I think we might see, and um, go from there. Yeah, Lauren, you were like basically like screaming on Twitter on Saturday. Yeah, because for me, it was just the fact this is the third game in a row where we've done the same thing. Um, so that was like my concern like I'm speaking to Mal Yedinak if he's the guy that's doing our defensive set pieces yeah he is actually and I, just, I don't want Ryan Mason to be blamed for this Ryan Mason does the attacking <laughs> set pieces Yedinak <laughs> does our defensive set pieces just so everyone's clear on this <laughs> yeah I just think it's an area that's been identified by the opposition um, and we just need to fix it like you said Billy really, just put someone there yes okay Vic needs to be stronger but it's his first season in, in the league if we if we have someone there we just stop it happening and I think the same way I, I I would hope that we're on the training ground trying to prevent that happening, I expect Brighton to also be on the training ground thinking, how can we work a routine where Lewis, can, Lewis Dunn can head the ball in? So I think we have to expect it, therefore we have to address it. And I think for me, three games is enough um, to be exploited in the same way. Uh, so I don't think we've got an overall huge set-piece issue, but we have a weakness in one area that if if everyone else is watching the tapes, then we also as a club need to watch the tapes um, and just just stop it happening. And it, it is quite simple. Just put a player there uh, and, it, and it won't keep happening. You say that, but let me put this to you. Given um, our propensity for collecting cards of the yellow and red variety, 
do you not have some concerns that were we to stick someone on a defender, we would just inevitably like concede a penalty? Oh, just to make sure it's not Kulisevsky. Oh, right. fair I enough. Just, <laughs> yeah. no, not Kulisevsky, yeah, not yeah, Romero. Yeah. Because, not because yeah, I think Romero be... can't do it, but just because of his you yeah, know, weird just, thing now that people yeah. have about him. It's just it's got to be the right player. And I actually think, I agree with you, um, Billy. I think um, Rishi would be a good option because he's also got that kind of personality about him where he, he loves to be a nuisance. So I don't think he's the type of person that would get rattled in in fulfilling that role. Um, so yeah, like I to be honest, whoever does the job, I just hope there is somebody doing that job because it's going to be whether whatever minute it is that we can see the first corner. That's the first thing we're all going to be looking for. So I just hope we've addressed it um, by the time we kick off. I guess the only other concern from that game was probably the midfield, where we did seem to concede quite a lot of possession. Um, with that in mind, because I'm not, you know, I think it's sort of clear that Bentacore is not back to his full fitness yet, even though he kind of came back for that one game. Was it United? And he was brilliant. And we were all like, yep, it's fine. Everything's fixed. No problem. And then obviously you sort of regress a little bit. And I guess that's natural because probably your body's like, fucking hell, like, I forgot how this feels. So the kind of recovery time is a bit different. Um, now we've basically got all of our guys back. Do you want to see any changes against Brighton? And what would they be, Billy? Yes, definitely. And the fact that Saar has <laughs> got to start. Yeah. Because, I was surprised um, he actually didn't against Everton anyway. Yeah, yeah me too. And I, I think it's going to be a similar story of Basuma and probably Son and maybe Lacelso. Like, it's just a, it's a bit much, isn't it? Just to chuck them straight back in. But Saar, I think, is a different case because he's like the most unbelievably fit player that we have. So I, I'm sure we could have started quite quite easily. And I just and also, he's been playing football. I don't like this yeah. sort of international tournament stuff where where somebody where it's sort of people act as if they've come back from injury. Like, no, they've literally been playing football. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, I just I don't like our midfield about Saar. I just think he's like the glue for us. Um, I think our problem in, that you mentioned about us not being able to control the game is because we have to keep bringing on um, Skip and Hoybe. Yeah, and you know, as much as I like those guys, they're just quite limited and they just don't really fit the system as well as our other players. I think the good thing about the Brighton game is on the bench should at least be Lacelso and Basuma, and then suddenly a completely different picture, and you'd be sort of surprised if you have to bring on Skip as a substitute, which is where we sort of fell, apart, fell to, to pieces in the Everton game. And um, I have, yeah, I think, I think obviously Madison will start, and I obviously Saar will start. I, I've got a weird feeling he's going to stick with Hoybier just because of Bentonker's fitness, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I personally would like to just play Bentonker into like into being good again because I think it's just a matter of time before he clicks. But it, it wouldn't yeah, surprise agreed. me to see Hoybier start. It wouldn't surprise me to see Hoybier start at all against, against Brighton. I don't think Basuma will start. I don't think Lacelso will start. Um, but I just think the options on the bench are just going to be so much stronger against Brighton. And if we start to lose control a bit like we did against Everton, then we'll just be able to bring Basuma on, which would be massive. I can't believe Lo Celso might actually be on the bench. That's wild to me. I'd generally sort of forgotten about him as a like person. Um, if, I, if I don't hate if, him I anymore, but it's him, just like... Yeah, I think if we'd had him against Everton, it would have made a massive difference, to be honest, yeah. because we looked lost as soon as we sort of had to make changes and like the last uh, triple substitution at the end killed us, basically. I, it was interesting because it was such a different vibe to the um, Brentford game where the substitutions basically changed everything for the better and then it all... But instead, against Everton, it went to pieces. I can't. I to be honest, I'm not. If like it was annoying, I'm not that mad. We don't, you know, like taking six points off Everton as bad as they are is still quite a big ask. I think. Um, yeah, and um, we. I don't think we. I don't think we beat them twice for a long time ever in the yeah. season. And I just think, like, I think it's when you've got a manager that's obviously doing most of the things right. He's. You sometimes forget that he is going to make mistakes sometimes, and he did make a mistake against Everton, and. It's not like the end of the world. It's just because you know that he will learn from it. Because if you look at everything that he does as a whole, it's, it's insane the amount of incredible things that he's done. So I think it's a lot less of a worry when a manager that's doing really, really well overall makes a couple of mistakes now and then. It's going to happen. Um, you know, there's no manager that gets it perfect all the time. And I think it's just sort of like reminder that Ange is also human as much as weird as that is. 
Yeah, and it's not even being patronising, sort of saying, oh, he's never managed, you know, in, in a league like this before. Like, he literally hasn't. And this league takes some working out. And it, and it sort of, it foxes all of the managers to begin with, even managers like Pep and Klopp. So, yeah, and I think why would Andrew be any different? One of, the, one of the disconnects, I think, that is happening, I think it will come, and I, I do kind of put it down to the fact that Skip and Gill came on, and they're probably not players... We're going to have to rely on more once we've got a full team, which we're looking at. We might do with Brighton. Is that Andrew's all about? So when you make those substitutions at the end, he wants to keep on attacking and keep playing Andrew ball. And like, we know that's what it's about because he says it all the time. And um, there's an interview with him at the very start of the season in one of the preseason games where he said Tottenham try and like play, play the you know um, try and play the try and end the game by playing the ball out and stuff like that. And he doesn't want to do that. And I think like Skip and Gill, they're just not like the most assured players. They're both. Mm-hmm. I think Gil hoofed it along a couple of times when we lost it to Everton and skips like a bit of a, sometimes he's not the most composed player. So I, I think there was a bit of disconnect between what Andrew wanted them to do and what they actually did. And I think like the game management issue, which was the biggest issue against Everton for me, it was infuriating because Kulisevsky has got plenty of credit in the bank this season, just made a ridiculous foul for absolutely no reason. And then that ended up costing us the game. He's have it's so it's such a shame for him, isn't it? Because he's been so good and like actually heroic on a number of occasions. But it's like the one time he made like he's made sort of two really bad mistakes in a couple of games, and they've led to quite terrible things happening, which is also really unlucky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it. it but, I mean, to be honest, when he when he gave that foul away before the free kick had even taken, I wanted to drive to Liverpool and. Sl- myself but like class of what why give that foul away but I also think he's he's 23 isn't he so I think it's because he's it feels like he's been part of the squad forever and I think his heroic performances can sometimes and the way he speaks he, he he's a very mature but actually he's still a young player and he's, he is going to make mistakes it's something that he needs to learn because game management especially if we've got ambitions of, of pushing even further next next season. One of the reasons why City is so dominant is they're so good at game management. So it's something that we've got to learn. Um, but but yeah, I, I think we now, you know, I, I feel like we've all been waiting for like February onwards for us to get our full squad back and it's coming. And I just think I know... We're so, we're, we're so close. We're so <laughs> yeah, close. Like, I can't just, believe yeah. it. I'm not going to see all of the skip players of 10 anymore in my life. And it's really, it's really not place. Touch wood, touch wood. You never know of Tottenham. You never know of Tottenham. Yeah. We're going to end up with like like three months at the beginning of the season and three months at the end with our like first 11. And that's, you know, that's not, that's pretty good. If that's what we get, that is pretty good going. Lauren, would you start our beloved Rodrigo? Yeah, because I think, um, I agree with Billy. I just think he's going to need, probably he needs to play himself into form. Um, he he does look kind of leggy and a bit lost, but equally, I think the last few games, it was a case of, it's because we were trying to play him for as long as possible, close to 90 minutes. But I think now we've got the options off the bench that still allows us to play our football. Um, so even if we can get 60, 70 minutes out of him, you know, I think that will get, he needs minutes in the tank. We're only playing Premier League football, so I think to to bench him and take him out of this team, he'll never get that fitness back. So I think we just have to keep playing him. I agree. I think I'm so happy to see Saar back. Like, you know, really sad, you know, for Senegal, but at the same time, I was like, what time's his flight? <laughs> um, because, yeah, we've really missed him. Like, there's just no one can cover the ground like he can. I think, like, the knock-on effect of Poro, like, he hasn't been able to be as offensive because he hasn't got Saar there covering um, so I think, like, and it's really been really annoying me because I have Poro in my fantasy team, not Doji. So I'm like, please. Um, so I think we're just going to see like the best of the team, and obviously Madison's there. And I think, yeah, having like Basuma and Lacelso to to come off the bench, um, and who, who who knows what will happen when they're kind of back at full fitness, what combinations. But I think being able to have this conversation rather than like sitting there with bated breath of like ha- having to play Hoiberg and Skip and the likes of Brian Hill and systems where they're just not that co- as comfortable. Um, yeah, like, good time for coming. 
Yeah, I don't I don't want to see Brian again. I really can't be bothered. No, I uh, just he just looks like he just like a strong gust of wind and he'll fall down. And I just like I, I don't know, with the bulking program that he must have been on for at least two years, it's not working. Um so you know, I know he didn't want to go out on loan. I would have forced him. But he's still here, but hopefully he he just doesn't have to play. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, anymore. he's off in the summer. He's just he's here for another few months, so he can just hang around in London. Fine, whatever. Um, as long as we don't actually need him to be on the pitch, I guess it doesn't matter. Now, yeah, Saar, I wasn't, I, cu- I couldn't be too sad for him. They've already won it. He's incredibly young. He'll get another <laughs> chance. Obviously, I am actually genuinely very, very sad for Sonny, especially with his like yeah. utterly heartbroken Insta posts. Um, I hope, I mean, of, it doesn't, you know, with Sonny, as you can be like, can everyone show him the love? Like, you don't need to tell anyone to show him the love because we all adore him. Um, but I hope he's, I hope he's recovering. Presumably, he is not going to start, but he will be on the bench, right? Yeah, I think he'll be on the bench and I think that's the best thing for him. He's played like, mm. is it 650 so like odd minutes in like two Yeah, like weeks. all of those games were like... Yeah, extra extra time. And, and it's also not just actually the, the, the physicality of having to play all of those extra time games. He has the whole nation on his shoulders. I just think like Werner's showing that he can be effective. So I, I don't think that we need... Like I hope we don't just throw... Sonny back because that strapping that he, that he had on his leg was only getting bigger his fingers look like they're broken emotionally you know he, he's going to feel drained and yes people will throw oh he's the captain of the football club and all of this yes but we have a duty of care for our players so I don't think that we should be running our players into the ground because we're going to need him for the rest of the season so also we know he's uh, we know he's devoted to exactly like, he played through it. a terrible injury all of last season like we 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 don't have any we can't question him in any way but it would be it would be lovely to see him on the pitch at some point it'd, be quite, getting... yeah, it'd be it'd be quite nice for him to come on and get the ovation yeah it? i think that would be mm. probably the best thing for him like to feel the love again and um the other thing i want to say on that is i'm glad that we probably will never ever see Jurgen Klinsmann as our manager because he seems like an absolute shocking manager. I saw what an absolute fraud! Says, I can't believe it. Yeah, there was like how can you video be like, a hero Hockey as a player? Yeah, and Char- obviously Charlie is a big hero as well. And there was like this video of Son like hugging him and like not looking um, particularly pleased about it. And someone was like, "How bad a manager do you have to be to make Son annoyed?" That's like, <laughs> so I think it's that's true. a measure of how bad. Like Sonny never even looked at Jose Mourinho or Anto- <laughs> Antonio Conte like that. He probably didn't even look at Nuno like that. Yeah, it's it doesn't um, speak very highly of Klinsman's managerial prowess, does it? Anyway, it's only like the third time in my life I've been really upset with Jürgen, so what's new, really? Do we have any concerns about Brighton? I checked their away form is terrible. Our home form is pretty good. What could possibly go wrong? Um, the worry is that the last time they played us, they absolutely smashed us. And, mm-hmm. um I was I was really confident going into it because they got beat by Luton four 0 last week, but then they beat they beat Palace four. Like they're one of those teams. They're a bit like sort of us that we used to be. Like whether you can just you never know what you're going to get with Brighton. And I remember that the last time we played them at home. I know this was a, a, a completely different era when we had Christian Stellini as manager. But if you remember, they absolutely battered us that game. We somehow won two one, like the worst, most controversial fashion ever. Yeah, like ridiculous decisions never, that went our way. And, yeah. yeah, and I feel like whenever we play Brighton, it's never like. I never really feel like we absolutely smashed them. It's always like, it's quite a horrible game to watch because they've had a, some really good results against them. I think they beat us 3-0 twice, once on the Poch, once on the Mourinho. And then obviously last game we lost 4-2. And that game could have ended up 4 or 5 or any kind of scoreline. So I don't think it's going to be comfortable either way. Um, I think we will beat them, but I, I, it's not going to, I never really look forward to playing Brighton, to be honest, just because they can sort of, you never know what's going to come with them. They've just become a sort of annoying team as well. Like yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really like. I don't like them. I don't like Jao Pedro either. I fucking hate Jao Pedro. He's, a, he's an absolute arsehole. And um, my concern as well is was there not rumours that he were there not rumours of him? Come, uh, to be honest with you, there's we we have the Brazilian. Yeah, very true. So very we're, true. We're all good. The only concern is I think because obviously Japan also went out unexpectedly. 
of the Asian Cup. So Matoma will be back. Um, uh, and I think they went out before South Korea did. Like, I think they went out in the quarter. So he'll be relatively fresh. Um, but yeah. They I, did. I, it should have been a, wasn't it supposed to be like a Japan career semi-final? They lost to Iran, didn't they? I think. I think it was Iran. Oh no, it was the other part. side of the draw. Yeah. Right, they were. They put. They could potentially have met in the final. Yeah, and they were fav- favorites to win at Japan as well. Very much yeah, yeah. So, and I, he's for me, he's their best player. So, um, yeah, but it, it, it's uh, you can't predict it because yeah, you just don't know what Brighton team uh, are going to turn up. And it, it's weird they were like that under Graham Potter as well. People like people praise them and big them up, and then you look at their results and they've like lost eight in 10 games like but, but nobody says anything about the losses so but I, I think they will still try to play football they'll try to um I guess um wait for us um to come on to them so I think it'll be interesting just to see how Ange tactically um deals with it um but yeah we're capable of beating them so now it's just about going out and doing it so yeah I mean the question is these days how many goals is Richarlison going to score yeah I'm just I'm, I'm disappointed for him because he actually scored two really fantastic oh, goals no. against Everson they, they, they got a point but um, but yeah I think um, he's nominated for player of the month so if you are listening and you haven't done, and you haven't voted uh, don't because vote. we don't want that curse <laughs> he deserves such a great guy deserves all um, his flowers yeah it's yeah. true um give me your prediction lauren um uh i'm gonna go oh i'm gonna be bold i'm gonna go 4-1 because i just feel like we're not keeping clean sheets at the moment um but yeah i think i think we'll we can put a few past him yeah, and they seem to be like they're either scoring four goals or conceding four goals. So yeah, let's so I think we're on, the, let's hope we're on the right side of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Billy, what are you saying? That's really weird because mine in my head, my first thing was four one as well. So I'm going to go four two instead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'd be all. Oh, that'd be really satisfying, wouldn't it? Um, I think there's going to be a lot of goals anyway. Eat both ways. So it's going to be a very high scoring game. Yeah, I'm going to go three two because. I just, yeah, I don't think, I don't ever think any of our games are going to be comfortable and they're usually not. So that's fine. Um, I assume Richarlison will score and who knows about the rest of them. All right. Excellent stuff. Are you both going to be there? Billy, I assume you are. Yeah, Saturday, three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Very rare. Oh my God, it's true. We've got two, three PMs in a row. Yeah, so blessed. I'm looking forward to it. It's been, she is, it seems like forever. I can't even remember the last one I went to. It was Saturday, three o'clock. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, we've had about one or something so far. Um, Lauren, are you going? The, well, uh, the FA. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for that. The women's um, match is at 5.30. Yeah. Yeah, so like, I've got a ticket to both. But I'm, like, I'm in an iron um, mm. about whether to go to the Brighton game because there's just not enough time to travel between them. Um so I do have a spare. So if anybody wants it, like I'm, I'm on in an R ring. So if oh, okay. Wants it, well, um, then I'm not going. Yeah. So if you decide against it, let me know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So because I don't know, I feel, I feel like I feel obliged to go and watch the women play. But that's the, the thing, time, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pissed off because we shouldn't have to. Like you got a whole weekend to play two games, and yeah. we shouldn't be in this position where fans are forced to choose which team out of their one club they they want to follow. So, yeah. I wonder how much of it is to do with like Leighton's scheduling. They're not. As well. they're, they're they're not playing at home. Oh, cool! They're not even playing. So Great, we are. It was. Oh, it okay. was. It, mm-hmm. it so was it's totally FA, unnecessary. Yeah, it was an FA decision because it's going on the FA player. It's like you could have just put it on the FA player on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, really irritating. Yeah. Thanks, FA. We appreciate mm. all your support. Right. Let's move on to. Things about which we will have no quibbles whatsoever. Culture. Billy, where are you with all of your Oscars viewing? Are you up to date? Have you done it? I'm, I'm I've got one. I'm watching a film tomorrow night, which I've I'm watching American fiction, which I'm really, really excited mm-hmm. by. Um, which I haven't seen yet, but which I'm a bit gutted about, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um I was hoping I'd be able to watch it and talk about it on this podcast, but I'm, it's not not been able to get there, so I'm gonna watch it tomorrow night instead. Um 
I'm really, really excited about that because apparently it's incredible. So yeah, still at the same place where I was last week um, with my Oscars, Oscar stuff. But um, just um, anyone that's not seen anyone that's sort of trying to keep up with the race, I would highly recommend just going to see a couple of films in in the Best Picture race, which are Anatomy of a Fool, which is an amazing film, and um, The Holdovers, which is another amazing film. These are sort of two of the ones that aren't you know making as much waves as maybe Oppenheimer, some of the bigger names. Um, but two brilliant films. But I'm looking forward to seeing American fiction because I love Jeffrey Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a debut from the director that um, did the Watchmen TV series, um, which I'm really looking forward to. I think his name's Colm something. I forget his surname. Um, but it's a debut feature from him. Oh, somebody. Oh, cool. So not Damon Lindelof, but one of the other dudes who like yeah co-directed right now, it. Sorry. I love. Did yeah. you ever? Did you watch the that TV series? Yeah, it's fucking brilliant, it's right? So yeah. good, right? And I'm not a fan of like I don't even care about like the source material and or the movie, but I fucking loved that show. Called Jefferson, that's the name of the guy. Yeah, yeah. And okay. Like, yeah, debut debut feature from him, and um, I'm really excited to see it. I'm also such a good to, cast. as soon as I finish this podcast, I am going to start True Detective series four, which I'm also really hyped about. Mm-hmm. Um, not seen any of it, and I've seen a lot of people talking about it online because I finally finished Kin this week. I finished it last night, which is an amazing TV show. I haven't watched anything else, so I feel like I'm the time, one I, member of Hometown podcast, Glory that hasn't seen Kin. Have you seen Kin? Yeah, Lauren? it's brilliant. It's really good. No, you have two members. <laughs> All right, so interesting. Yeah. So okay, so maybe we're going to have to get up to speed. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so next week I'll be able to talk about American fiction and True Detective, but um, I'm in a bit of the same place. I've just been watching Kin twenty four seven because it's a brilliant show. And uh, nice. yeah, iPlayer, I think the series two is on iPlayer this week, so I'd, I'd highly recommend checking it out. Oh, I have to give it a go. We actually started True Detective season four the other night. Yeah, I'm only... do you like it? I do. I think um, it looks incredible. And it, it is extremely atmospheric. It it owes an enormous debt to David Lynch, which is not a problem yeah. for me at all. Um, Jodie Foster is incredible. It also has John Hawkes, who I've loved since he was in Deadwood. Um, the other woman in it is also excellent. Some of it, like, <laughs> I'm just not a true detective person. I didn't, like, I tried to watch the first season. I did, it wasn't for me, as you can imagine. And then... The third one, I also I thought I'll give this one a go because it had a really interesting cast, and then I basically like fell asleep all the time through it. So it obviously wasn't quite hitting for me. This one I was sick with. I think some of it is like if it didn't look so good and didn't have like such good actors, I think some of it would look a bit silly. But oh yeah, Fiona Shaw as well is also in it, being incredible. So that like that's enough for me to keep yeah. going with it. So, but I imagine that if you are also a fan of the true detective sort of world then you'll be into it as well yeah i love the first series obviously um like you know and then i I thought the second series was pretty shocking by and large and quite inaccessibly boring and then this uh, third series i've not actually watched which i I do i love mahasha ali so yeah that's why i watched it but i just couldn't stick with it yeah Yeah, but then this one's getting like sit really good reviews and stuff so i'm gonna gonna check it out before i check out series three and i fucking just uh, absolutely adore jodie foster i think she's She's yeah. She is man, and she's just yeah. She's just at a kind of time in her life now where she can just do whatever she wants, which is really cool to watch. Lauren. Also, I just want to shout out really, really quickly is the Grammys. I watched. Um, I've literally had Tracy Chapman on repeat all week because that's fucking beautiful. That performance of Fast Car. Um, and I've just I've pretty much just every time on the way to work I've just put it on the loop. So, um, shout out Tracy Chapman as well because she's a goat. Yeah, an absolute legend. Although, obviously, I'm really appalled at all of the tweets doing the rounds that are like, if you can remember this song the first time round, then it's time to collect your pension because I do remember it. I think I'm pretty sure I had her first album on tape. I will say no more about that. But yeah, she's a legend. And it was a very beautiful thing to see her up there because obviously there was so much buzz about her the first time round. And it never, and beyond her second album, it didn't really keep going. So it's nice to see her kind of back and and re acknowledged as the genius that she is. Um, also, shout out uh, UK legend Flo Dan for being a Grammy winner now. That's uh, pretty nice. Amazing, so. Yeah, 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 very Grammy cool. winner Flo Dan. There you go. We love to hear it, <laughs> Lauren. Over to you. Yeah, to be fair, Tracy Chapman was uh, one of mine. Um, yeah, the performance, not the ageist tweets, 
because yeah, I thought I thought something about. Yeah. Um, oh, there yeah, you go. If really... you remember it as well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like really wholesome performance actually. Um, and actually, what like seeing her on the stage and she just she just looks so happy. Like it, it's yeah. almost like it was just um, so wholesome, you... wasn't it? I've literally I've watched, mm-hmm. watched it about ten times since I've seen it. Like. But like his yeah. like love and respect for her is really yeah. nice, yeah. and then her like radiant joy at being up there again—it's just yeah, yeah, it's a I, beautiful thing. I think that in the backdrop, um, I think is it Luke Luke Combs? Like he mm. he was really respectful, and I think obviously one of the things that did the rounds from the Grammys was um, was it Taylor Swift collecting her award from Celine Dion, who like obviously she's going through all her health issues and she didn't even acknowledge her uh, on the stage like when she collected um uh best album so like yeah so i think it was really nice for luke to appreciate because yeah mm. i think respect it, your elders basically yeah yeah but yeah basically and and also don't pretend that your songs the original like yeah so because yeah. i think we see that a lot now songs which get remixed and then you know there's a whole generation that don't remember the original and the the remix gets treated like it was you know the best thing since sliced bread um which does irritate me um but my other culture pick uh is a, uh, an actress actually well film but the actress who missed out on best actress nomination and i'm really pissed off I went to the cinema again which is really unlike me to go twice in a month um it's the billy influence the yeah, yeah, oh no, shit I'm... the color purple okay so this is the music this is the film version of the musical yeah the yes film, yeah. okay um, I'm very like, excited to see this as well. Like this, yeah, I am going to make a cinema trip to go and see this. Yeah, I've already like booked well, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it was so good. Like I was generally like in. I was like at, at some point I was crying. I was laughing. Like it was really really well done. And like I'm like I said before, I'm, I'm not a huge musical fan, um, but it was really well made. Um, the cinematography was great. Absolutely fantastic performances. I'm pissed off because Fantasia, who played Miss Seeley she didn't get nominated for an Oscar. And I think mm. I saw all of, obviously, like all of the discourse uh, around Margot Robbie. And I'm like, you guys are ignoring Fantasia's performance. And no one's even talking about that. But um, yeah, it's it's really, like, it's really, really good. Some really good standout performances. Um, I love like, to see Goldberg, Fantasia who, back, man. Like, I love it. Yeah, like, she's another one. Like, Tracy Chapman, like, actually getting her flowers. Like, she mm. won American Idol, like, so many years ago. Um, and, and released yeah, some it's... elite R&B subsequent to that, I have to say. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, it like, disappeared. Yeah, so it's good to see her kind of, like, getting such a mainstream role. Um, I just think Taraji P. Henson, who, like, I watched I watched Empire, which was, like, the R&B TV show, and she didn't sing in that. So I actually didn't realise that she could sing um, as well as she could, but she was, she was absolutely fantastic in it as well. So, and then um, Fantasia also did... Um, the Tina Turner uh, tribute at the Grammys, Proud Mary, like on the same night. So like that was um, that was also really really good. Which also pissed me off again that she didn't get nominated for the Oscar because she's so talented. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend everyone going to that. Um, yeah, I'm very very much looking forward to see to seeing that. Um, I don't think I ever saw the Spielberg film, but I really love the book, man. Like. I saw Just it, but it shattered my heart into it, a million pieces yeah. when I read it for the first time. In fact, the, the book is now on my list because I've seen the original film, but like, like years ago. And then I was I was trying to watch it before I went to, but none of the streaming platforms had it on for free. Um, so I said, I'm not paying to see it, and I couldn't be bothered to use other methods. Um, <laughs> so I just thought I would just go in blind. I don't really remember it, but but yeah, I think it was it was really 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 well done so um, oh you'll love the book if you haven't read read the book yeah it's absolutely incredible um i'm just trying to think if i've got anything else that that i want to add because i watched true detective um um, zone of interest do you know what i don't know if i am and i had i was was talking about this yeah I was talking about it to someone at work today and they'd gone to see it. And I just think my, my current feeling about it and it might change is that people can, you know, make the art they want to make, but I don't know if I personally need to see that particular representation of the Holocaust. Like is, I don't know if that's going to be kind of meaningful, particularly 
to me. So I think I'll probably skip it. Yeah, that's the only two. Uh, that's the one, the two I've got left is that one and uh, American Fiction. So, but yeah, I, I don't think I'll, I'll manage to see it in cinema. But I might watch it when it comes out on, to home release. Yeah, I mean, it might be one of those things that yeah, like if you see it, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. And it may be one of those things that kind of eventually I'll get around to. But it's not. And you yeah. definitely, you definitely need to watch May December as well. By the way, I do, I do. Is that that's not is that streaming anywhere yet? Uh, it's on us on Sky. If you got if you have Now TV, I think it's I on, do. Yeah, I think it will, it's on Netflix in America, but uh, it's, yeah. I think it's on Now in in England. Yeah, but, um, it got snubbed at the Oscars, but I, I think it's. I, I know, think you would absolutely love it. Oh, I really think you would love it. Todd Haynes cannot catch a break. I don't think. I think all of his films are kind of generally overlooked, which is a disgrace because he's a genius. Um, my own. Oh, I know. My only other things that I've been doing is. You know, the Prestige TV podcasts, they've got um, a new thing they're doing about like series finales and did it stick oh, the landing? Andy one. Yes. The, the, have you listened yes, to any of it? Yes, I have. Oh, I so the, good. Yeah. So yeah, I love Andy Greenwood. Oh my God. He's just like, he's the dream, isn't he? Like this, yeah. that's who you want to be. Just talking, writing about telly. I didn't know you love Yeah. I didn't know you were a fellow Andy Greenwood fan. Yeah, I, man. I, I love him. Just the way he talks about TV. That's, that's what I want. Um, so I listened to yeah. the one about Friday Night Lights and the one about Mad Men, and they were both perfect and beautiful and expressed so many of the things I feel about those shows. Um, I don't, I think then the next one they did was The Office, which I never watched, so I haven't bothered yeah. to listen to it. See, I've only listened to that one because I haven't seen Mad Men or Oh, no, nice. so we've Night covered Lights. them both. <laughs> but they're landing, beautiful. Right? It's so, yeah, landing. it's a beautiful concept, isn't it? It's just like looking at the really, series. Really, really good. Yeah. I love them. And I can't wait for them. I assume they're going to do Sopranos pretty soon, which will probably be... Again, really never watched it. Like a, oh, yeah. See, yeah. I mean, the ending of Sopranos is... I might listen best, to it because it was so controversial. Yeah. Controversial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. They yeah, started well. They've started with like the ones that definitely did stick the landing. So they're obviously working their way into the more controversial ones. Yeah. I'm glad you like Andy Green. On, yeah, I, I listen yeah. to him on, on a weekly basis yeah, on the watch. He's an absolute delight um thanks so much guys uh, joy as always um see you on the other side billy see us out up the spurs